Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you could join me for this new episode where we take a look at very unique cases involving mysterious black triangle UFOs in our skies. But before we start, as a reminder, please be sure to take a look at the podcast Facebook page. Every single day, Monday through Friday, there is new paranormal and supernatural stuff for you to check out. Fans of the show know it's the best place to find monsters, quizzes, with answers given during the next episode, film, TV, and book recommendations, and current paranormal news stories from around the world. Now, on to our episode. According to those who have seen them, the features of a black triangle UFO sighting are indeed impressive. Consider the observation of a Port Washington, Wisconsin person in October 1998 who encountered a large triangle object flying over her home. Her enjoyment of the clear, starry night was interrupted as the craft came into her field of view. Suddenly, this monstrosity came out of the blue, just like a Star Trek craft uncloaking, no kidding. So quiet, I couldn't believe it, and so huge, no more than 500 feet or so up and big enough to take up my entire view of sky vision, she reported. Rough estimates, the witness reported, would make the vessel about 200 feet wide and 250 feet long. In April of 2003, something large, dark, and silent glided over southeastern Las Vegas, headed in the direction of Nellis Air Force Base. Las Vegas journalist Caitlin White said the huge craft was shaped like a boomerang or triangle, and it had no sound, and it was so slow. Nothing stays in the air like that, White said. White was in the backyard of her southeast Las Vegas home when she saw the huge, dark craft fly over. She described the object. It was triangular-shaped, and there were rectangular uh, reflectors, she said. There was no interior light coming out of it at all, and by the time it got out of sight, I bet it was five to eight minutes, it was really slow, and I couldn't figure out how it was staying in the air. White called the police, who connected her to Nellis Air Force Base, which is the direction the triangle seemed to be heading. The man said, I don't want you to talk about this anymore. You're not going to talk about this anymore, and you're going to forget it, White said. And I said, hey, look, buddy, I'm not drinking. I'm not on drugs. Something is headed for your base. And then he got, like, really terse, and he said, ma'am, I'm going to tell you one more time, and this is the last time I'm going to tell you. You will forget what you saw, and you won't tell anybody. Well, at that point, I just, I was freaked. I didn't know what to do. As recently as 2019, a Rice County resident near Faribault, Minnesota, described seeing a large black triangle with three orange-red circles underneath. Two more Minnesota reports of black triangles came from Lunsdale in 2018, while another was spotted in Northfield as far back as 1996. In January 2019, 
a triangle-shaped object was sighted near Amsterdam in Vormafeer, Netherlands. The person who filmed the object discovered it to the east outside the village. Since it was windy, he first thought it was a kite, but it looked larger in the sky and looked like it was made of some sort of metal. Also, a string was never seen and the object did not move like a kite. And as a clincher, afterwards the object flew away suddenly at lightning fast speed. The filmmaker stated he was very scared. Some genuinely eerie footage appeared recently to show a UFO from Shanghai. Unlike most UFO footage, it is clear, crisp, and was captured by multiple witnesses. The footage shows a triangular object that appears to be in the clouds over the Chinese city. Witnesses recorded it for several minutes as it remained there overhead. As we will see, these are just a few of the thousands of reports of large black triangular UFOs seen in skies all over the world. In fact, the sightings are so common and frequent, they constitute a subclass of UFOs called black triangle or wedge-shaped UFOs. In the years after the U.S. Air Force coined the term unidentified flying object in 1952, reports often referred to UFOs generically as flying saucers. But witnesses then and since have described a wide range of shapes. Saucers, eggs, hats, cigars, boomerangs, light bulbs, even tic-tac candies. Among the most commonly reported shapes are V-shaped arrowhead-like or triangular objects. David Marler, UFO researcher and author of Triangular UFOs, An Estimate of the Situation, says he has reviewed more than 17,000 case files involving unidentified triangular craft, sometimes called black triangles. Black triangles are UFOs reported as having a triangular shape and dark color, typically observed at night. They are described as large, silent, hovering, moving slowly, and displaying pulsating colored lights and can turn their lights off. Whether the sightings represent advanced U.S. spy craft, as some speculate, or something of unknown origin, their purpose remains mysterious. Given their consistent hovering behavior, Marler says they might be engaged in surveillance of some nature, or scanning, or analyzing the topography. In the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, triangular UFO reports came from across the U.S. and beyond. During the 1960s, at the height of UFO furor, mysterious flying triangles were reported over much of the U.S. They were reported in Connecticut, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Texas, as well as globally in places like London, Madrid, and Czechoslovakia. In 1969, two National Guard pilots followed a triangular-shaped object 50 feet in diameter for 20 minutes over San Juan, Puerto Rico, until they ran low on fuel and had to return to their base. Many of these incidents would be attributed by officials to atmospheric conditions, weather balloons, or other everyday sources, but some remained unexplained. One of the true mysteries of flying triangle behavior is how brazen and unaffected they seem to be about being observed in the night sky. These are not covert aircraft, high-technology spy planes observing what is going on. No, these craft fly low, shine bright lights onto the ground, move slowly, and don't seem to care at all who photographs them. And many witnesses report feeling a sense of fear or awe at the sighting, and sometimes report numbness and even memory loss. 
huge, silent, unknown craft, some larger than any known aircraft, have been documented, even filmed, over cities all across North America as well as in Europe. If they're a classified military project, UFO investigators wonder, then why are military jets scrambled to go after them? Dr. Colm Kelleher spent several years with the National Institute for Discovery Science, a private Las Vegas science organization. A four-year NIDS study of the mystery triangles has found that these craft have been seen for decades all over the world. One minute they're overhead and the next they're over the horizon, said Kelleher. Dr. Kelleher ran the investigation of the Black Triangles back in 2004, which coincidentally is the same year the U.S. Navy encountered a now famous UFO known as the Tic Tac. Kelleher recounts the now famous Belgium wave incident. Well, on several occasions, they launched top-of-the-line military aircraft against these things, and they were left standing. They were left in the dust. In the early 1980s, there were hundreds of nighttime sightings in rural New York. Belgium was inundated in the late 80s. But more recently, the mysterious triangles have been seen in every state flying low and slow over cities. Well, these things are huge, Kelleher said. These things are football field size. Sometimes they're stealthy, but a lot of the times they're flying with extremely bright lights, but they're always silent. They were able to drop altitude in terms of 10 to 20,000 feet in a matter of seconds. They were able to go from a hovering position to several thousand miles an hour. And this was caught on radar, he said. Well, that's a little bit of background on the Black Triangle UFOs. Now, let's take a look at some of the more famous encounters with these strange, unidentified flying objects. While there have been thousands of sightings of these distinctive UFOs, there are some cases that stand out. 1980s Hudson Valley Sightings During the early 1980s, several hundred people claimed to have witnessed UFOs flying over or near to the Hudson River in New York State. These sightings involved hovering or slowly flying V-shaped objects rimmed with colorful lights. Between 1983 and 1986, a notable rash of mass sightings occurred in New York's Hudson Valley, some 50 miles north of New York City. One witness, Kevin Soravilla, a retired lieutenant from the Yorktown Police Department, described a huge, silent craft. He stated it was 100 yards from wingtip to wingtip, hovering low. It banked and made a 45-degree turn before suddenly speeding off. Soravia said he called Stewart Air Force Base in nearby Newburgh. He inquired if it was one of the base's C-5 transport planes, at that time the world's largest and heaviest aircraft. Had one of the planes been in the skies that night? The Air Force stated that none had. Several civilian pilots later claimed responsibility for these UFOs, reporting that the objects were actually ultralight aircraft flown in formation. But the explanation did not match many of the actual sightings that piled up over the span of four years. 1997 Phoenix Lights Incident The widely reported appearance of black triangles were involved in the Phoenix Lights Incident, one of the best known of all UFO cases. Multiple unidentified objects, or one gigantic single object, 
were observed near Phoenix, Arizona and videotaped by both the local media and residents beginning on Thursday, March 13, 1997. Some of the observed objects and lights appeared to be grouped in a large V formation that lingered for several minutes. Some residents reported one black triangle that was over a mile wide and that it drifted slowly over their houses, blocking out the stars in the night sky. Thousands of eyewitnesses watched in astonishment as a boomerang-shaped formation of lights cruised slowly and silently over Phoenix. They're lined up in a pattern, one witness said as a camera recorded the event. Witnesses first thought these were separate lights flying in formation, but quickly realized the lights were all part of a single gigantic something. Military officials were asked about the Phoenix lights, but said they hadn't seen anything. A later official report from the United States government concluded that the military had been only testing aircraft launch flares during that time. But Phoenix, Arizona became a UFO hotspot. Approximately 30,000 local residents saw the strange lights in the sky. A retired airline pilot described it as the size of 25 airliners, and it didn't make a sound. Others described it as the size of three football fields. What it was is still hotly debated today. And for more on the Phoenix Lights, check out Season 1, Episode 12 of our podcast. 2000 Southern Illinois Incident The St. Clair Triangle, or UFO over Illinois, or Southern Illinois UFO, or Highland Illinois UFO sightings, occurred on January the 5th, 2000, over the towns of Highland, Dupo, Lebanon, Shiloh, Summerfield, Milstadt, and O'Fallon, Illinois, beginning shortly after 4 a.m. Early in the morning on that frigid January day in Highland, Illinois, 66-year-old miniature golf course owner Melvern Knoll was stopping by his business to make sure the pipes hadn't frozen. Upon leaving his building, he saw a brightly lit object in the skies that he described as looking like a flying house with windows on the top and bottom. The stunned Knoll quickly called the police to report what he had seen. The dispatcher he spoke to forwarded the information to police officer Ed Barton in Lebanon, Illinois. Barton initially was dubious, asking if the caller had been drunk, but went to investigate as ordered. Observing a bright light in the sky as he drove in his cruiser, he closed in on the object before pulling over and exiting his vehicle. He reported seeing a huge object in the sky that was triangular, longer than it was wide, with three white lights and one red light. It accelerated away at high speed to the southwest toward Shiloh, Illinois. Shiloh police officer David Martin was on the lookout for the object and reported seeing something very similar before he too claimed that the slow-moving object sped off in the same direction at amazing speed. He described it as being an arrow-shaped, triangular-shaped object, floating in the sky over some fields. It had three big, bright lights lighting up the entire sky just beneath the flying object. He stated the altitude was 1,000 to 1,500 feet. The object moved to the far end of the fields in the snap of a finger, the wink of an eye, Martin said. He heard no sound from the object despite having the windows down on his cruiser. A third officer in Milstadt, Illinois, Craig Stevens, saw and reported it next. He even managed to snap a picture of it with a Polaroid camera, although the photo was quite blurry. His description matched the other officers. 
other civilian witnesses would chime in with their own accounts at later dates, but the object eventually disappeared after more than an hour of confirmed sightings. Rather than being forced to rely on the potentially fading memories of witnesses, the St. Clair Triangle UFO event offers substantial original evidence from the time of the sighting. This evidence includes not only transcripts of conversations between dispatchers and police officers, but original recordings of radio traffic and interviews with witnesses conducted shortly after their sightings. The descriptions provided by the law enforcement witnesses are similar enough in terms of appearance and flight characteristics that they are difficult to ignore. Their stories remained unchanged over the ensuing years. 2004 to 2006, Tenley Park Lights. Three red lights hovering in a triangular formation were seen by multiple witnesses in Tinley Park and Oak Forest, Illinois on August the 21st, 2004. Two months later, on October the 31st, 2004. Again, on October the 1st of 2005. And once again, on October the 31st, 2006. Weirdly, two of the dates were on Halloween. Tinley Park is a small village in Cook County, Illinois, some 30 miles south of Chicago. The lights were photographed and captured on video by several witnesses. According to some ufologists, the video evidence suggests that the lights kept a geometrical shape and moved as if they were attached to each other through a dark object. On October the 31st, 2004, a staggering 77 different people reported seeing lights in the sky which none could explain. One of the 77 described the sighting as three horizontal, equally spaced red lights in the sky, way too big to be an aircraft. The lights weren't just visible in the area of Tinley Park. Locals in neighboring Oak Forest, Mokina, Orland Park, Frankfurt, and Evergreen Park also witnessed the strange events. The lights were said to hover in the sky quite still until they shot off and disappeared some 20 minutes later. The Tenley Park sightings was one of the best mass sightings ever recorded. The 9-11 centers were being bombarded in the south suburbs, said Sam Moranto, former president of the Illinois chapter of the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON. The recording doesn't lie, and we have enough video evidence to exclude any other things. The night was beautiful. People were outside. There were Halloween parties all over. There were a lot of people outside that night, hundreds if not thousands. People were able to see and record what was going on, Moranto related. The Tenley Park Lights is one of the highest profile and most investigated mass sightings in history and has yet to be fully debunked. It was not a hoax. We have analyzed this stuff and many other people analyzed it too. If it was a hoax, it was a really good one, but we discounted it, Moranto said. Now we have saved the best for last, because by far the most stunning example of black triangle UFOs is the wave of sightings in Belgium from 1989 to 1992, also known as the Belgium Flap. At first the witnesses claimed all you noticed were the lights. They were so bright you could read by them, so brilliant that a policeman described them as like lights on a huge football field. Only gradually did they notice the object they emitted from, a massive triangular shape with three enormous spotlights pointed toward the ground and a red flashing light at its center. The whole thing, recalled the policeman, was floating in the air. 
The Belgium UFO wave actually began in November of 1989. The events of 29 November were documented by over 30 different groups of witnesses and three separate groups of police officers. All of the reports related a large object flying at low altitude. The craft was of a flat triangular shape with lights underneath. This giant craft did not make a sound as it slowly moved across the landscape of Belgium from the town of Liege to the border of the Netherlands and Germany. And this wouldn't be the last of the sightings. Belgium's months-long UFO wave culminated over 30 years ago on March 30, 1990 in an aeronautical chase through the skies over Europe. Two Belgian Air Force F-16s pursued mysterious objects on their radars that they couldn't even physically see. By March 1990, there had been months of sporadic sightings throughout Belgium, including by an Army Colonel, André Amand, who claimed to have seen the lights while driving in his car with his wife in December. Hundreds of Belgians reported similar UFOs, described in news reports as a triangular object with a bright red center light, or as a flying platform with three huge searchlights. The Belgian military, needless to say, was well aware of the descriptions pouring in from across the country, but it had little in the way of answers. However, the Belgian Air Force did send up those two F-16 fighter jets to get a closer look at one triangle that had been spotted on radar. What the computers registered exceeded the limits of conventional aviation, a Belgian Air Force colonel later told reporters. Their onboard computers recorded the object's remarkable maneuverability and its ability to accelerate from about 621 miles per hour to nearly 1,120 miles per hour within seconds. The Belgian UFO wave peaked with those events of the night of 30 March in 1990, though associated sightings would continue for the next few years, finally dying down in 1992. Today, it's still hard to dismiss the 2,000-odd sightings that took place in the country of Belgium between November 1989 and April 1990. A declassified report from the UK Ministry of Defense addressing unidentified aerial phenomena, or as it's commonly known, UAPs, within the UK air defense region includes analysis of black triangle sightings. The report includes that the majority, if not all, of the hitherto unexplained reports may well be due to atmospheric, gaseous, electrically charged buoyant plasmas that are capable of being transported at enormous speeds under the influence and balance of electrical charges in the atmosphere. The report also notes that at least some of the Black Triangle observations likely arise from meteor entry into the atmosphere. Yet, electrically charged floating plasma and meteorites hardly seem to fit what eyewitnesses in these cases have described. But the report does point to another side to consider when looking at these sightings. Of course, that other position is the one represented by the skeptics. One of the most common explanations for these types of UFOs is that of classified military aircraft being responsible for a number of the reports. Several such sightings have been reported over Antelope Valley, an area of desert in Southern California. This stretch of desert is close to several known military research and testing areas, such as Edwards Air Force Base in California and the United States Air Force Plant 42. A geographic analysis of the now inactive National Institute for Discovery Science suggested that black triangles might be U.S. Air Force craft. 
Although the U.S. government has mainly stayed silent on the matter, it's public knowledge the Air Force has experimented with triangular and V-shaped aircraft for decades. These included the B-2 Spirit Stealth Bomber and the F-117 Nighthawk, and possibly others still being kept undercover. Sightings near the clandestine spy plane test facility at Area 51 in Nevada could speculatively be connected to test flights of some of these craft. Geoscientist Ben McGee has also identified Border Patrol drones with infrared anti-collision or identification lights as a possible explanation for some Black Triangle sightings. Another explanation raises the possibility of what is called the airship effect. The theory is people who see unrelated lights in the sky can trick themselves into believing they are all part of the same object. Three lights become a triangular spaceship. If there is a lot of distance between the lights, then it is assumed to be a really big triangular spaceship. That's how the theory works. Yet, would top-secret, silent aircraft being tested by a government be flown slowly over highly populated areas? That seems highly unlikely. Why would unacknowledged aircraft be flying at 500 to 1,000 feet over populated areas? asked Dr. Colm Kelleher of the National Institute of Discovery Science. If you look at the B-2 and the F-117, prior to their being acknowledged, there was absolutely no sense of them flying over populated areas, Kelleher said. But then, who or what are these things? Well, the lights over Phoenix were dismissed by the military and aviation experts as flares dropped during an Air National Guard exercise, although that theory has many skeptics. And some say the New York sightings were a hoax perpetrated by local stunt pilots flying in formation. Many of these sightings have been investigated repeatedly by UFO investigators. The Belgian triangles have been explained away as stars, planets, balloons, or blimps, with a bit of mass hallucination thrown in. In the Belgian UFO Wave Skeptoid podcast episode, Brian Dunning discussed the wave of eyewitness reports and lack of photographic evidence. Dunning concluded, You read a story in the paper that a UFO was seen flying over your town a night or two ago. You remember that you saw something you took for a bright star or an airplane. You thought nothing of it at the time, but this amazing new story makes you realize that what you saw must have been this UFO. You and I might not necessarily make that connection, but it's perfectly reasonable that a lot of people will. And so they follow the instructions in the newspaper article and send a report to the requesting ufological organization. All the reports were after the fact and were only made after prompting and solicitation by the UFO organization and the media. It was simply a psychosocial phenomenon, which is why there's no evidence and only the one questionable photograph that was produced. If 13,500 people did all actually see something that they took for a UFO at that time, I guarantee you that more than just a single photograph would have resulted. So, while some scientists now consider the Belgium event to be an example of mass hysteria, three decades after the sightings, Explanations are still in short supply. The then chief of operations of the air staff, Belgian General Wilfried de Brouwer, does not believe in the mass hysteria theory. I can conclude with confidence that the observations during what is now known as the Belgian wave were not caused 
by mass hysteria, he says. The witnesses interviewed by investigators were sincere and honest. They did not previously know each other. Many were surprised by what they saw, and today they are still prepared to confirm their unusual experience. And for UFO researcher and author David Marler and others, the volume of the sightings and the consistency of the craft's hovering behavior, combined with their unexplainable sudden accelerations, point away from known military technology. Not to mention the extraordinary size many witnesses describe. A puzzling attribute not usually seen in most other UFO cases. Are these mysterious triangle UFOs real? They certainly are. Weird sightings keep happening and people keep on reporting bizarre triangle-shaped UFOs, which only deepens the mystery. The National UFO Reporting Center has compiled more than 8,100 sightings of triangle-shaped UFOs since the early 1960s. And the center listed more than 200 in the first half of 2020. So these craft are clearly not going away anytime soon. There continue to be many reports involving these strange triangular-shaped craft, often described as dark in color, virtually noiseless, and the size of a football field or larger. So listener, what exactly are these black triangle UFOs? What is their purpose and intent? And why are so many of these craft observed hovering or moving slowly and methodically with no visible contrails over mainly populated areas? All good questions, but unfortunately, as with much in the area of UFO investigations, Questions we simply have no concrete answers for. At least, not yet. Well, in our next episode, we look at the terrifying sightings of dogs. Of course, this being the Paranormal Factor podcast, we're not talking about just any dogs. We'll be investigating the numerous sightings over the years of unnaturally large black dogs roaming cities in the countryside. What some have suggested are dogs from the very depths of hell itself. Eyewitnesses and paranormal investigators refer to these massive creatures as black dogs, devil dogs, and hellhounds. How dangerous are they? Where and when do they show up? These frightening canines, if they are actually canines at all, have been encountered for ages across multiple countries, continents, and cultures. But recent sightings, especially in the UK, have drawn renewed interest to what these black phantoms are and why they are here. So join us as we take a look at these strange and scary reports of black dogs and hellhounds next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. That's right, quiz time. Here we go. The Mongolian deathworm is said to have what unusual ability? Is it A, it can spit fire? B, it can vanish into mist? C, it can shoot electricity. D. It can split into two. Once again, the Mongolian deathworm is said to have what unusual ability? Is it it can spit fire? It can vanish into mist? It can shoot electricity? Or it can split into two? And the answer is C. It can shoot electricity. 
It is one of the weirdest and creepiest cryptids out there and is said to live in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert. It is the Mongolian death worm. So lethal and horrifying is this cryptid, the mere mention of its native name, Algoi Korkoi, can strike terror. I know, it sounds like a fantastic, deadly creature that might be found in a 1950s pulp science fiction novel or sci-fi movie, but people in Mongolia believe a large, deadly, worm-like creature exists in the Gobi Desert. The giant worm has a blood-red color and is described by many to be from 2 to 7 feet long. It's shaped like a large sausage tube and has no head or legs. Some have suggested it has a monstrous mouth with sharp teeth, while others mention spikes on both ends of the worm. It is said to have the ability to spit out a corrosive yellow saliva, but its strangest ability is to apparently generate blasts of electricity. The Mongolian deathworm can emerge from the sands out of nowhere to attack, shocking its victims to the ground with a healthy dose of electricity, which can even prove fatal if at close range. Anything that survives the initial shock is stricken with a spray of lethal venom that covers and quickly dissolves their flesh, killing them almost instantly. It's said it can kill at a distance, either by spraying that venom at its prey or by means of the electric discharge, Reports say it is easily spotted by waves of sand appearing on the surface of the desert when it passes underneath. It rarely comes to the surface. The legend is strong in Mongolia and paints a terrifying picture of a deadly predator that routinely includes humans among its targets when hunting prey. In the early 20th century, the people of Mongolia and the government were so equally frightened by this sand monster's possible existence, they made it illegal to even speak of it. Although largely hearsay, there are tales of the Mongolian deathworm and horrifying deadly encounters with it. If the stories are true, this is definitely one of a small handful of creatures you would never ever want to encounter, even from a distance. Do you want more on the Mongolian deathworm? Then check out Season 2, Episode 33, and give a listen, right here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.